What is good in the hood? What's up? Welcome back to Ears to the Ground. Today I have a special guest on this special day. It's Valentine's Day today. How are you? I am so good. <laughs> Can you present yourself? Tell us who you are. Okay, well, first of all, follow my art page on Instagram at Najart, spelled N-E-J-E-A-R-T. You can also follow my main account if you want to. But I will link it down below. My name is Sandra. I am Bernie's close friend. We've known each other since... Sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. It's been a long-ass time. Yeah, and we're still not talking to each other. I well, mean, sometimes... you piss me off, wow. like, once every other week. Really? Yeah. No, no, not not like piss me off. I'm just like, yo, my nigga, like, <laughs> like, ugh. but it's not often though. It's, it's really not that. No, often. but it's because we're always arg- not not arguing, but we're, we just have opinions that differ sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, it's not often, but sometimes. Yeah, but we always have interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. Today, I kind of thought because it's Valentine's Day, we could talk about like love and mm-hmm. shit like that. And um, I'm a really big fan of. Love and hip hop. Don't drag me, because I know it's kind of an interesting, interesting, interesting show. Mm-hmm. But one thing is, I was watching Love and Hip Hop, and one thing that I've realized is that if you watch the show, you know who Remy and Papoose is. But I was watching the show, and uh, Papoose's brand is basically black love, like all around. And I'm just here, like trying to understand what's this obsession with black love. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sound like a hater, but I'm just trying to understand. Mm-hmm. Like, the the dude has a whole ass freaking shoe line mm-hmm. called Black Love. Like, his music is all, like, around that concept. And I was thinking about it on, like, on my way walking to your house. And the only thing that I could think of was, like, the aesthetic of it. It's As not really, like, there's anything different from Black Love. Yeah, I was asking love, right? myself, like, what's the difference... <coughs> between or like me as a black woman being with like a robber or like a Mohammed mm-hmm. or like whoever else mm-hmm. and then me being with a like the Quan. Mm-hmm. That was so bad. Why mm-hmm. did I say the Quan? But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And like the only thing that could come to mind is the aesthetics of it. As in like sometimes you see on Instagram you'll see like the whole like oh matching bonnet and like matching durags type of thing. Mm-hmm. And like the the girl matching her nails to them, her man's do-rag or whatever. And that's often related to black love, which makes sense because it's like a cultural thing. But then apart from that, what's the attraction from like... I'm not I'm not against the black people being together. Like, of course, I'm not against that. But it's just like this obsession with like... It's just the reason. Like, black just... love. Like, what's... Because to be honest, like, <laughs> it's not as cute when you take selfies with your freaking, like, significant other if y'all don't both look good. Because to be honest, like, there's black couples that are together that, that are just okay. Like, it's it's not really, like, it's, like, a huge thing. Like, let's say if you have your mom and dad being uh-huh. together, your mom and dad are both black. They're black love. But you're not out here freaking having them post up on Instagram all day. I think it's just, like, just the pictures that you see on the internet kind of make it seem like it's so much more of a phenomenon than it actually is. Yeah, like, my thing is, like, what's the what's the big deal? Like, what why is it such a, like, crazy thing? It's it's not. Like, a lot of people don't, like... I don't know, because... Okay, think about it. Jay-Z's married to a black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Wade is married to a black woman. Mm-hmm. Killer Mike is married to a black woman. Mm-hmm. There's all these famous black people who are married to other black people, 
And, like, it's kind of weird that, like... Because at the end of the day, black women and black men usually just like each other more out of all races. Like, yeah, you can say, oh, yeah, black men are always going for other women. But at the end of the day, like, the black men and black women get married the most. Like, they don't be marrying, like, other yeah, races Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's statistically proven that, like, black yeah. men and black women get married to each other. Yes. And, like... But then I feel like once they <clears throat> once they have a certain level of fame... Okay, but for then the black Jay-Z, men, then Jay-Z, and then all these other people who are... But then you can name a lot of black men that are married to white women. Okay, name me... Sis. Five. <laughs> exactly. See, it's, it's not even that easy. Okay, like, yeah. But then, like, I know who, but I can't... I don't know their names. Yeah, Like, it's not that deep for me to know their names. Because they're not that... I don't know. I, I, I feel like people sometimes associate black um couples, like, especially, like, power couples with, like, success. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, a lot of them, when, when a black man and a black woman come <laughs> together and they actually are, like, doing the right thing, they're 80% successful. Like, 80% of the time. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's this one... Um, There's this black couple. They were both writers. Mm-hmm. And the whole, their whole story... was really crazy. I should, I should remember their names. So the whole story is that the girl and the guy met each other when they were really young. The girl was 16. The guy was, like, 18, 19, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, that does seem weird because, like, the age gap is different, da-da-da-da. But she was like, as soon as I met him the first time, like, I knew I wanted to marry this man. Uh-huh. You know, it was one of those things. And he felt the same way, you know, His he had a bad upbringing, his parents were divorced, or one of his parents was, like, just fucked up, and he didn't have a good family life, and he and her, like, made a really strong bond, and she was, like, basically, like, his world, because mm-hmm. he didn't have a family, basically, and she basically gave him, like, the love and compassion that he wanted, so they ran away together, her parents are freaking crazy, they're like, why did you run away with this guy, you don't even know him, da 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 and then finally, I think you were telling me this. True. Um, but yeah, so the whole end of the story is is that they both start writing their own story. So it's kind of uh. like their own gangster kind of love because they're both in the hood. They're from Flint, Michigan. Yeah. And they're talking about how like yeah, like we grew up in the hood and stuff like uh-huh. that. And like we would write stories with that undertone, but it would have like more of like a Shakespearean type of vibe as well. Uh huh. So it could be like taken well for all audiences, not just black people, but people yeah. from everywhere. And they've been really. Successful successful and they're both a black couple and so it's it's so interesting to hear all of these like little like stories about how when a black couple comes together they always succeed in some way like in some really interesting way and i feel like people don't talk about that enough because when you're what's like not to say that not to say that it's like a supernatural thing yeah but like it's just something about it i think what i'm trying to argue is just the one the the tokenism of black love and that's what okay yeah and kind of the the fetishization of it as in it's it's so like black love like everywhere i go that's all i see but it's not but it's like it's not the same why is it such a big deal fetishization is kind of a big word because when i think of fetishization i think of like interracial couples more instead of okay yeah when i think about like i feel like there's interracial couples and then there's black love it's right at the bottom yeah i mean from what i've seen in my perspective or maybe one. it's just and the... then two your example of the story of like oh yeah you know when black people come together like somehow some way they're always going to be successful yeah. but i'm like if it's a healthy couple why would they not be successful but usually okay the funny thing is usually it's a healthy couple because by the end of the day and in the, in the case of the two writers it, it well, they grew up together they said that there was a point in time where they almost broke up mm-hmm. but like they fixed it and they actually got married and stuff uh-huh. and they have a kid and everything but the funny thing is, is that a lot of black men 
men seem to finally grow up and then marry black women and that's when they become successful okay yeah and I that's see. and that's the thing like that happened with Charlemagne actually because it's funny <laughs> enough yeah I that nigga's just too much for me he's too much he, okay you know what's <laughs> actually crazy him and his girlfriend have been him and his wife have been together for 16 years uh-huh. they've known each other half of their lives right they, there came a point in time in Charlemagne's life where like he was being unfaithful and she knew it she broke up with him because she was in college and he was at home uh-huh. and he was doing radio stuff and he was just doing crazy stuff and then he figured out that she was also quote unquote cheating on him but like he was already doing it so really it's just equal like mm-hmm. so then yeah they broke up for a little while because she was like your freaking child and he said during that time he felt lost like he just did a bunch of nonsense he was just being a total crazy ass and he like he just got to a really bad point in his life mm-hmm. so then like him and the girl like they they rekindled and then he was <laughs> it was funny there's this one story he keeps talking about all the time because he was asking like oh like when i was gone like what happened da, da, da. and she was like yeah i was with this guy uh-huh. and he was like oh was this thing bigger bigger than mine and she didn't say anything yeah and he's like they were in the car too and he was like was his bigger than mine and she was like man i ain't seen anything like that in my life and he was like yo he almost swerved the car and almost freaking killed them both he's like he got so pissed off but ever since that why would you ask that question if you were gonna get pissed off no because he was hoping that she would say no i mean okay i know but it's like what that's the thing i hate when people ask me a question Mm -hmm. and there's a possibility Mm -hmm. that you might not like the answer to my question Mm -hmm. so it's like if you know that you're gonna react badly if i don't respond the way that you want me to respond don't ask me like literally do not ask me yeah but people still want to hear it like okay you we still want to know the they, truth they, they don't want to hear the truth they want to hear what they want to hear no no if you tell them what they want to hear they know you're lying but that's the thing there's a difference between wanting to hear the truth because if you want to hear the truth either way you're gonna be good with the truth no you're not you're just gonna you're yes. gonna go through your little you might emotion. be no 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 you might be emotional but there's feeling down about somebody answering your question like oh damn like that that was a hit to no, my it's ego it's a confirmation you want a confirmation but it's okay there's for that specific example it could have been like oh that damn that was a hit to my he- ego like mm-hmm. but at least at least you know i got the girl at the end or some shit like I that mean, he still has but, then, he still has his, yeah. but then instead of that this guy almost killed her in I the mean, car he almost like he, he was exaggerating like he was like he just okay but he just the car a little. still that was dangerous i know but like the thing is okay but back to the whole story about him like and then him finally growing up and it's funny because he's saying like even though they were like like really together and he got married in 2016 or something like that he's like yeah i haven't cheated on her since and like he has this stupid whole thing where he talks about how his dad would always cheat on his mom yeah and how like he would be so angry at his dad be like oh dad why do you cheat on mom and then his dad would be like one day you'll understand what (laughs) yeah and the funny thing is Charlemagne ended up being a cheater too so it's kind of like okay is it generational or is it just you being a dumbass but regardless he ended up finally growing up after remarrying his wife who is black and he has three black daughters and I mean obviously <laughs> yeah and he um he's successful you know he's doing pretty freaking well for himself so I feel like to a certain degree, like, black couples are kind of like a power play. 
I guess you could say, because one of the strongest things you can have is a family unit. Yeah. Let's be honest. And if your family unit is strong and unified, like, regardless of what color you are, but as long as they're strong and unified, you're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And it's more, it's easier to be strong and unified when you guys are already coming from the same place or same area, because you usually end up marrying someone you know, you've known for a long time, and it being a good relationship or lasting for a long time. Mm -hmm. And usually you grow up on people who look like you, you know? Like, that's just usually how it is. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Like, obviously, the people that you grew up around, you're probably most likely going to be... And, like, you're going to have... They're going to be your friends. You're going to get married to them, whatever. Now that you said this, I guess the attraction that people have with the whole black love situation, some ways the black community are, is very divided. Yeah. Uh, entered generationally, like, we're divided. And then the, the women's and the, the men have different ideas and then, like, the whole light skin, dark skin, mm-hmm. and then the whole, like, hair... Like, there's so much ways that the black community can be divided and is divided. Because of that, when people see a couple... And it's, like, a strong black couple with a, a strong, like, family unit or whatever. I think that kind of gives them this some type of hope that the black community can be kind of unified, I yeah. guess. I guess that makes more sense if it's put in that way. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's just, like, I hate when people say things like, oh, it's always going to be like that anyways. And I'm just, like, going to be like that for what? As in, like, things like racism and, like, oh, just the issues yeah. in our communities. And I'm just, like, you're participating in those issues. So how do you want it to change to begin with? Mm-hmm. I, like, I you don't te- like, don't tell me that all of these things that affect directly the black community between black people is never going to change. And even things outside of the black community that is affecting the black community is never going to change if you're participating in those same things that you say that will never change but are fucked up stills. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, it's fucked up, but it's never going to change. And I'm like, you're part of the, the issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, do something? Like, at least, like, start with changing yourself to yeah. begin with. Because I can say from my own, quote-unquote, very limited experience, this is very terrible, but I've been on a few Tinder dates, <laughs> and the first two were not black people. And I was like... Uh, <laughs> this feels weird. And then the third one was a black person. And I'm like, this is extremely comfortable. Like, I feel very not awkward right now. Yeah. And, like, it's not to say that, like, I can't, like, you can't, like, make a great bond with someone who's not the same. Yeah, yeah, Races you. It's really not. But I just feel like there's a level of comfortability and there's, like, a level of, like... I feel like just in familiarity. general... Yeah, I feel like... You know the, these memes that you see when it's like, like when you see another black person in a room full of like, because we have these experiences when oftentimes like we're the only black people in certain yeah. environments. So then I feel like once we get together, it's so easy for us to connect. You're the black person outside in the room. Like we can understand each other, especially like a lot of people talk about like workplaces and things like that. For example, schools, like if you're in a school or you have classes with like literally only one specific group of people and there's not no one that looks like you around once you see that one person that does you're just like yo i got you you my nigga like that's that's how it is Mm -hmm. for us most of the time so yeah i could i can see that and also the thing like when it comes to like how you said how we were like the black community is divided all the times like it's really not common to see a black couple like a young black couple like you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. like like okay you'll see like maybe the occasional one or two but like maybe it's because they're both from like I don't know the same country let's say or like mm-hmm. they're both from the same church but you mm-hmm. don't see often like a young black couple like let's say a Jamaican girl and a Cameroonian guy That's and they're both like the same shade which is really 
different. Cause, you know what's funny too? Because I always see those black couples and like the guy is like what? Freaking Idris Elba shade uh-huh. and then the girl is like freaking Jada Pickett Smith. Yes. Jada. And like you forget that those are also black couples because those are black couples uh-huh. too. And it's just like it, you really never see two couples. It's never really a light skinned girl and a light skinned guy often or a dark skinned guy and a dark skinned girl often. It's kind of like a mix match type thing. Uh-huh. And not to say that that's bad either because it's still a black couple, but it's like when you see some like a two couples who are closer in shade range too, it's like they must have something really strong. Actually, no, a girl, right? Like they're they're not together anymore, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But her and this this guy, like they're both basically the same shade, bro. The amount of BS that they had to go through just to be together. Her mom hated him. His mom hated her. Freaking his cousins were always talking shit about her. Mm-hmm. And they're both Caribbean too. It's not even like it's cultural. Bro, like, there's both Caribbean, Caribbean. Caribbean people. I'm Caribbean as well. We're on some shit. Like, like it's <laughs> just freaking crazy. And I was like, these two are literally probably the most solid couple I've seen in my whole school. You know, high school, you see all yeah, these yeah, couples yeah. come and go. They're, they were solid as hell. The guy yeah. had a good head and shoulders. The girl was freaking my, one of my closest friends. She's so freaking kind and so freaking caring. And it was just really, really unfortunate to see like so many things were attacking them. But that's what made their love really strong at the end of the day mm-hmm. and like to be honest i doubted them too at the beginning because i was like oh well i don't know because like just if, if your parents are really that against them because that was their main issue like i wouldn't even like really do why, a heartache over it why was it it's not even really worth going into because that's her thing yeah but was it was fun. it was it related to like i've talked to some of my friends and they were telling me how one like one of my friends was telling me how one of her friends her parents have told her i don't want you to bring back a guy that's dark skinned yeah. Like, I want you to bring That's actually, back... You know what's funny? Because her mom said something along those lines. Uh-huh. And they're both basically the same shade. And it, it's funny because she was like, oh... Or her grandma would say that too. Her grandma would be like, oh, don't bring back, like, a, a black boy. There's so much trouble, da da da, da. Like, I'd yeah. be okay if you did a white guy. And, and like, my friend is like, okay, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not gonna do that because my man is not white. But it was just very, very weird because they were coming up with these weird things that's to a, say about her. That's a very Caribbean thing. It's like, in a lot of Caribbean countries, they literally have sayings where it's like you grow up in the thing where they, they tell you... Um, you need to par- purify the family. Yeah. So it's like if let's say you're brown skin or you're darker, mm-hmm. they encourage you more to bring someone that's like lighter shades than you. Mm-hmm. But like in my family, it's never been like that. Like my my parents literally would not care anybody I would bring. They would literally not care. Like they would just probably like be like just I just kind of grill them a little bit. Yeah. But anyways, like in in a lot of Caribbean families and i feel like it's also cultural like they encourage and you you grow up with this education of like bring somebody lighter than you yeah and then if you're light-skinned they're like bring someone that's like your same shade type thing like don't bring no don't bring no nigga like Mm -hmm. and i'm just like "Hmm." which is weird and also something one time i was talking to these guys and i was asking them where would they be comfortable with dating a a dark-skinned girl Mm -hmm. because you know they always speak of of light-skinned girls so highly and i was just like you guys say that you guys don't really prefer girls from out like other races but you guys are only uplifting these like light-skinned black girls so i'm like would you date a dark-skinned girl they were like yeah i would but as long as she's not darker than me i'm fine so that was the first thing Second of all, uh, one of them was just like, I don't know. I feel like dark-skinned girls have a little nigga in them. And I was just like, what does that mean? What? <laughs> I was 
Okay, I know you know what's what? actually fucking crazy. They'll be dating girls like Cardi B who literally have guns on them. Yeah, <laughs> yo, Cardi B always in half of her song, she's always like, "I will bust your ass with this cat, bro." Like, like she, in one of her interviews, like the carpool. No, it was not an interview, but it was like the carpool. Yeah, guy, that that was Seth so Rogen. She was saying how she used to put. Uh, oh, a razor, oh, wow. oh, in yeah, her, a razor, oh, like in her mouth, yeah, 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 just yeah. in case something happens, because you know she lives in the hood. Uh-huh. But I'm like, you guys are talking about how you guys would not be with the dark skin because she has a little nigga in them, whatever that means. And but you, then, know what's, you know what's actually so funny? The, the thing, the the, the the quote unquote stereotype about light skin people is that they have to overcompensate for being tough. Because okay, going back to what my friend's situation about her. Her grandma saying, oh, don't bring um, a black boy their trouble. It's because people associate dark skin with literally trouble. Yeah. Like, if you see, like, a really big dark skin guy, you're scared. But if you see a really big light skin guy, you're not as afraid. Yeah. You know? So when, like, you talk about the whole, like, oh, Cardi B having that freaking razor in her mouth. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it was a dark skin woman sitting on that freaking carpool people and saying that shit, people would go ballistic. Because I didn't hear anything about it. Like, people were fine with that shit. Like, Take it in, freaking Remy. If Remy, yeah, wants to say something like that, and people she, would she just went be to like, jail too. Yeah, so she's not like fucking around. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just very interesting because a lot of, uh, especially, it comes more to guys with the overcompensating thing. I don't know about girls because most light skinned guys, quote unquote, the stereotype for them is that they have to overcompensate and like be super like, oh, 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 and like very like you know, yeah, to I don't fuck around. You can't fuck with me, da, da. Yeah. like just because I'm light skinned doesn't mean I'm a freaking weak and shit like that no but to be honest all those stereotypes are really stupid because at the end of the day everyone's their own person yeah like it literally it's not even that deep it's not that's what that's why like i was speaking about the whole black love thing and i was just like what's the freaking i just thing i just it? think it's really i for me because i because the way that i experienced it also because i'm african too it's more like any black person is fine but like i would prefer african person because we just understand each other yeah more it makes way sense. more faster yeah like just quicker and shit i feel like one of the reasons why i do connect with some africans better mm-hmm. especially congolese is because i grew up around a lot of them exactly. compared to me growing up like i feel like i've grown up with a less like less haitians oh really haitian men Oh, okay, okay. Like, apart from, like, my brother and my dad, and then, like, two, three Haitian friends that, like, mm-hmm. I'm actually close with, like, that are male, like, mm-hmm. but then compared to, like, a lot of the guys that I see as, like, big brothers mm-hmm. are, like, African, and most of them are Congolese, mm-hmm. but then, and even if they're not, they're around these people anyway, so mm-hmm. it just feels like they're Congolese anyways. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like for me, that's why like when my mom was just like, oh, I totally see you bring like a Congolese guy at home. I was just like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I know this. I don't, one of my mom's really close friends, her son and daughter are like the perfect kids. Like they speak the mother language. I don't speak my language, but I understand most of it. Um, They're both being, going to school to be doctors or in the medical field. The son is the oldest one. He already has, he's a chiropractor, right? Okay. He already has his own office in Gatsino. I I want to go see him like he got us like a freaking like discount to go see him and shit oh, like shit. he's fully official he's six foot okay built mm-hmm. dark okay teeth, teeth straighter than a freaking ruler bro okay he dresses well he goes to church Amen. he freaking throws parties for his family like hallelujah we just went to his um his dad's 60th birthday party he planned the whole thing hallelujah he's just literally top to bottom just like check Check, check, check every check, box, yeah. bitch. Where's he from? 
he's he's Randy's too. Okay. Fade. Okay. Always a fade. Mm-hmm. He just he never looks. Does he got the wave? No. Okay. No. That, that means that means you know he's actually working. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, because we guys who have waves twenty four seven. You're too pressed, bro. No, waves takes a lot of time. You're too it's pressed. Work. Every day, like, brushing it and no, putting the... Mm. No, but there's, like, some guys do other extra shit Madame, to get the waves. No. Honestly, props to the guys that do waves, because I feel like we don't appreciate it enough. I mean, you'll be doing that all day, though. What is you really doing? <laughs> but, like, especially for hair, the dedication that they have. Yeah. Props to black men. I mean, honestly, but, yeah, back to, like, him, he's, like, freaking... Ta, 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 ta. So, it's just... Ta, 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 like, ta, 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 ta. like, 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 he didn't even miss one single note, one single thing, like, everything he Wow, well, his mother did that. When I think of myself, like, ending up with somebody, like, I kind of see him, but he's really, like... He knows people who are too perfect. Yeah. Like, they're just too, I can't do it. Like, he's, like, he's, like, great, but I want the guy that I want to be just, like, a, you A know? few notches, like, Yeah, down. a few. I feel that. Like, that's okay. But other than that, like, I just feel more familiar with someone who's kind of, like, family-oriented, probably from my continent, probably just... Um, faith family and then from around my region and around my age. Yeah. So I I just feel more comfortable with that. That's just, that's just what I see myself ho- yeah. or hopefully Which is what fine. I see myself wanting, you know? Which is fine. Like, yeah. I don't think that, I honestly, I don't want people to hear this and then be like, wait, do you have a problem with black? No, I don't have a problem with black love. There's nothing I'm questioning anything. I'm just questioning because I, I, you know how sometimes things become a trend and then it, it kind of like, it feels unauthentic like sometimes certain movements become trends and then it kind of feels unauthentic and i'm like if you don't start questioning mm-hmm. why these things are becoming a trend it might can become very like dangerous and toxic and like detrimental so that's really the point of me even questioning the whole like i guess idolization like i don't know what word i could use yeah idolization of, is pretty good like idolization of black love mm-hmm. but at least we're not idolizing something that is not achievable like mm. I- idolizing like something like kim kim kardashian's body quote-unquote yeah the couple didn't just appear. They had to freaking get to a Yeah, and that's point. another thing. Like, I feel like sometimes people, like, praise that. They're like, yeah, black love. But I'm like, you do realize that the reason why they look so good and the reason why they look so powerful is because they are, because they've worked yeah. to be yeah. so, like, powerful. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not, they're not, like, for example, like, who's, like, a very powerful, okay, Obama and Michelle. Yeah. It, they're not Barack and Michelle because it's Barack and Michelle. They're Barack... It's Barack because he, you know, came to himself and he was, he established his, himself as a man, as an individual, as a, as a black man, as everything that he wanted to establish himself. Same for Michelle. And then they came together mm-hmm. and then that made Barack and Michelle as Yo, we know today. I'm saying low key though, I'm saying black women, I feel like we're the key to success. To a certain, to a certain degree, I feel like we're the missing key because... If we're being truly honest, okay. First of all, I you, you know Godfrey. He's a he's a comedian. Um, he's from Chicago, but originally his parents are from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And he always talks about like being black, and he has also all of his jokes basically are based around being black, right? Mm-hmm. But um, he was in an interview with Vlad, and like they were talking about the whole Liam Neeson thing, where he was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill a black bastard," and that whole thing that mm-hmm. happened, and. Yeah, he was talking to him about that, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, 
<clears throat> and then there was that girl who said that like, oh, Liam Neeson can't be a racist because he was kissing freaking Viola Davis and yada yada oh and her stupid ass reason, whatever. And so Godfrey went on this whole rant and he was like, nah, fuck that. Yo, <laughs> black women are literally the most disrespectful people in the whole entire planet. They freaking do everything and people give them shit for everything. Everyone copy them. Everyone taking their shit. Everyone freaking getting their bodies. Everyone talking like them. Da da da. And it's fucked up. And like he was just going off, right? And I was like, yo, you you ain't saying no lies. There's no lies out here. And me me and my friend, we were both um, listening to this podcast. It hosted by Charlemagne and uh, Andrew Schultz. They talk about everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they had this one episode with Killer Mike on. And it was pretty recent, actually. And Killer Mike was talking about how, like, his theory is that God is a black woman. And the reason why he's saying that is because, A, he wants to believe in a God who looks like him. Or uh-huh. who, like, who who is mirroring him uh-huh. instead of praying to someone who doesn't or would never, ever understand what he goes through, what, what he is, whatever. That's crazy. And then he's talking about how, because you know how when you're in the womb, mm-hmm. right, you start off as a woman or mm-hmm. as a girl before you get your Y chromosome. Yeah. And all things that give life are women. Mm-hmm. So he's like, in that logic, in that sense, I see God as a black woman, which is his personal opinion. I mean, yeah. that's just how he feels. And I was just saying, I was like, yo. Interesting. All these things sound pretty cool. Like, they sound pretty, like, mm, you know? And people always say, like, Barack would never be Barack without Michelle. Yeah. Because, like, and you always... Oh, that's facts. And you, I feel like, honestly, yeah. any successful man would never... Literally, there's research made that the most successful men have been married. Yes. Like, you lit like, I'm so sorry to tell you this. Mm-hmm. If you're a man and you think that you can do it by yourself, no, you need a woman by your side. Yeah. Like, you literally do. Yeah. Like, that. Like, and, like, there's research about it. Like, sometimes, literally, what, listen, mm-hmm. I actually heard about this and I was just, like, shook, but I wasn't because I knew this shit is so true. It mm-hmm. makes so much sense. Like, literally, once a man gets married, his level of life goes up. Mm-hmm. Mental health goes up. His money goes up. Like everything goes up. And I, I, I understand that. The, I understand that. And that's like you... across all the races. Like that's not just specific to black people, but just across all the races. Once a man gets mm-hmm. married, everything goes up. Yeah, I understand what you meant by that. Other statistic when you're saying woman's life goes down. Yeah, that's did... that was part of the, yeah. the research. Once once a woman gets married, her quality of life actually dis- decreases, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand that before because I was like, "What?" But I'm like, "Nah." I it makes get a it. lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so, like and and also like a lot of like ideas that men think that they had, or a lot of them is women suggesting ideas as well. And that's not that's not like a uncommon like thing to hear. Like you always hear women giving really insightful ideas or get, having incredible ideas, and the men taking credit for it. And not because like they hate their wives. Like it's just that their wives give them a suggestion, and they get like a aha moment mm-hmm. after what they said, which is totally like I remember doing this for one my third like Tinder <laughs> my third Tinder day. He was talking about how he wants to start his own brand, and I was like, oh, why don't you do this and that? And he was like, you know what? That's a good fucking idea i'm like i know that happens to me all the time i fucking know <laughs> literally all the time you don't you guys don't understand like i feel like most of the people that ask me for advice are men i don't know like i don't know what is what it is mm-hmm. like the most of the people that ask me for advice are men and like, like there's been men asking me advice for relationship yeah businesses 
how to better themselves. Like, literally. And it's like, now that I think about it, this is very interesting. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if they're asking a lot of um, white women because that's another thing, too, because you always hear, like, um, black men being like, oh, I went to go ask my auntie. I went to go ask my grandma. But they're not going to go ask Becky. <laughs> like, they're not, I'm sorry. Like, Becky might have good ideas, too. But I don't know. And I, I feel, feel like, like... No, I think it's because the dynamic is different. And depending yes. on what they're asking... Yes. Like, if a guy's... We really do that shit a lot. Yeah. And I was watching this... I was listening, not watching, this podcast um, this morning before coming here. This girl was saying how a lot of black men came to her and asked her, how can I love black women better? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's actually the issue where it's like black women don't feel the love that they should receive receive from black men. Yeah, because you don't want to feel selfish. Oh, we don't. And then she was like... just like, when these men ask me this question, I answer literally reciprocate. Like, give us the love that we're giving you. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's intense. Mm-hmm. And like, it's it's not not to say that like it's not to say that other races really can't like give you advice that you can take and that you can use, but. If you're I feel like in the in the dynamic of when yeah. race is involved. Yeah. But I feel like it's because like that's what you're around too. Yeah, that's true. That is so what it's you're like around. It, it makes more sense for black men to even come to a black person or a black woman if that's what they're around. But I feel if like let's say if let's say it's a black guy that's been around like or has been a he's adopted by yeah, a white family. Yeah. Most likely he's going to go see yeah, his that's true. Yeah. white counterpart. So I think it's just really based on like it's just based on who you're around but then when mm-hmm. it comes to things where race is involved that's what he's gonna first think mm-hmm. and like research have been made a lot of research have been made that it's like if you adopt a child you need to make sure that you have people that look like him that are around him yeah. which makes a lot of sense because at the end of the day yeah you can love the per- like you can love the child you can give them the most like amazing advice but mm-hmm. like there's there's gonna be a disconnect yeah. Because of the world that we live in, if your child is black and then you're like a white mother or like a white dad mm-hmm. because of the fact that he's a black child. At the end of the day though, I feel like we do like I feel like black women like we do we have so much we have so much freaking we have such a high market value, quote unquote, but it's just there's no one digging into it. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Like we have so much like, if I was to ask my mom, like, to just sit down and think of something, like, an idea, like, a business idea, I feel like she would have one if she really gave herself a chance, but she just doesn't really because, A, she already has a career that she likes doing anyway, and she's just so busy all the time, and that's usually the, the main thing, because you always hear about, like, these women who have these ideas and who have these really cool business ideas, but because of the restraints that they have, they just... They just don't pursue them more. It's out of lack of confidence, too. So... I think lack of support also. Yeah. Because I feel like in, like, if we go back to the whole black love marriage context thing, a lot of black men say how, like, talk about how their women have been the one pushing them to push them to, like, business ideas and things like that. And invest their money and things like that. But I'm like, is it the same thing? How many times have you seen? Or how many times have you... Yeah. You like know? you know what's funny I was listening to a podcast before you came here too well listen to me too many podcasts Yo. but there is this girl she sent in a question to this uh, to the host and she was asking because she married this guy I don't know I don't I don't think that she mentioned like what race they were but I'm assuming that they were black and she was like yeah like me and my husband have been married for like a good year and a few and whatever um, we don't have any kids and like he um, finished his degree and he's working da, da 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 and like we moved in together after being long distance for a while and then I got an opportunity to go to school so I took that opportunity but the thing is it's pretty far away 
Mm-hmm. And so she, when she went there, right, he was getting upset because he's like, oh, like, I can't believe you would leave me here all by myself, da 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 And she was like, well, we were long distance before, and you were doing your career thing, getting your degree, and getting where you are now. Interesting. But when I want to do the same thing, you feel like it's a betrayal for you, which is kind of really, like, why is it that it's okay for us to be your cheerleader all freaking day, but then when it's our turn to finally get up there and get our success, like, she already is married to this guy, she already said yes. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's not just going to back out after she gets a degree and be like, oh, I'm too good for you. Like, no. Like, she's she's still going to love you. Like, what's the issue? Do you feel insecure that she's just not going to be needing you all the time? Is that it? Or is it that I you feel, feel like, like... I feel like... I don't know if what I'm going to say is based on, like, anything... Fact? Actually, not fact, but, like, based on anything substantial. Yeah. When black women have a partner mm-hmm. that is a black men as well mm-hmm. that support support them the the way that you know all of us wants to be supported mm-hmm. and he does something wrong the black men will use that as leverage to like make them wait stay. so wait so if the black girl does something wrong no if the black man does something wrong like if let's say okay i'm gonna give you two examples okay beyonce and jay-z they're together yeah and obviously jay-z has always supported beyonce's career yeah he cheated yeah and then she went back with him. At first, I was just like, you know, like, they don't really put their stuff out there. So either way, like, you know, we don't really know really what happened. Mm-hmm. But then when the whole Cardi and Offset thing uncovered, that's when I started thinking, like, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because she would always talk about how, you know, he's the person that's always been supporting me, patats, patata, all, this, all these things. He cheated, whatever, whatever. And it, it almost felt as if she felt guilty for even wanting to leave him in the first place mm-hmm. because he's giving her the support that she's always wanted. Not to say that Beyonce's situation the same thing as Cardi B situations but you can mm-hmm. see kind of how these okay. situations can connect in the way that the men could use that one as leverage because it's not like it's something that's seen as often or maybe it's not it's because it's not always in my face that's why I don't see it Yeah. and two I feel like I see a lot of the times where black women are made to feel guilty or feel guilty naturally for them even wanting to leave their mans once they disrespect them because of the, th- the fact that oh yeah he's always supported me but y'all are married that's, see, that's, that's crazy because people be people be praising things that should already be in the fine print in the fine print is that you're supposed to be my ride or die like we signed a contract like that's the thing and if you didn't want that you did not have to do it i didn't force you to do it you took your hand and you freaking signed it and you already know both of these men were the one to propose so you were the one to pop the question i mean women do like kind of like hmm. i know but at the end of the day it a lot of men yeah, are like if i don't want to do it i'm not gonna they, do they're it they're not gonna do it if they don't want to do it that's true so it's just it's just very very weird that like imbalance of power is just always gonna be there but at least have like a, a form of like equality or like some type of understanding between the both of you i feel like it's it's probably just something that's across the board like i'm only talking about black relationship because that's what i know mm-hmm. why are we made to feel guilty when it's the men that's the one that's discret like did the, the discretion I, like, I think it's just a woman thing because women are are expected to feel more yeah empathetic yeah men showing empathy like is not as i was listening to a podcast this morning and they were saying how yeah they felt as if men are taught to to only accept the greatest love and then women are taught to give it Okay. But then it's like, where in this education, as a woman, mm-hmm. are you taught to accept a certain type of love? Mm-hmm. I think Like, it's... you're only taught to just giving this to you. I'm giving this to you, like, all the time. But I and I see like... this all the time. But I feel like that's more of, like, a... Okay, a lot 
lot of women, I feel like a lot of women just are empaths. And that's and that's emp- emp- empathy is being able to give yourself over to, or like to kind of like be more giving and be more understanding. Uh-huh. But when they will like there's obviously other personalities like there's women who really are just takers and who just take whatever they want. Uh-huh. And the same thing for guys like there are guys that they get stepped on all over by women. Mm-hmm. And there's men who step all over or men. I mean, women. men who step all over women. <laughs> Sorry. But, like, coming back to that that whole idea of, like, women, like, giving only love and men only receiving it, I feel like that's just, like, it's just the standard. It's expected. People are expecting for women to just kind of always be willing to give ideas, to give their life, to give their womb, to give their job up, to give their education up. And then men are supposed to, like, provide them things to replace that kind of hole that they have. Uh So security, money, love, quote-unquote, whatever you want to call it. But you know what I think is interesting I mean, and it's all, and it's also interesting how men and women are formed, like, in a body. Uh-huh. Because women, I, I don't know why, but I always think of, like, the, like, a vagina as a chasm. Like, it's, like, a really, like, deep okay. hole. And then guys <laughs> obviously have a penis. It penetrates. Uh-huh. So it's interesting how, like, that kind of thing where, like, men are driving into women. Like, women just have to give in. And uh-huh. then men just kind of like it's kind of like like life imitating like or is it art imitating life or life imitating yeah, art? I know what you mean. Like yeah, like if we're art pieces and like we're in life, like we're like all of these characteristics and traits that we have are also reflected in our bodies. Like you just think of all these things that are like mirroring and paralleling and like swimming with each other you know in a weird way and like not to say that like this is for all women but like it's pretty significant a lot of women just end up kind of letting guys do what they want and i was i remember i was telling this girl how i i don't see myself being the type of person or the type of woman to give up my career the things that because i feel like a career that's something that you work far for a very long time. Yeah. Especially if you're in a creative type of career. Like, and so I was just telling her, like, I don't see myself being the type of person to uh, give up my, some, like, my career, things like that for a family, let alone a, let alone a husband. That's one of the reasons why I don't want to get married early. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to kind of get married, like, in my 30s because I feel like that would be around the time that I would be, like, my career would be so somewhat are you, established. Are you willing to have kids before that at all? No. Oh. Hell no. Like, because if like, you're trying to get married no. in your 30s, then I would just suggest you don't have kids. Like, when I say my 30s, I mean, like, late 20s, 30s, mm-hmm. like, around that time. But even then, like, it gets really, you know. I mean, yo, God's going to do this Even yeah. if I do get married early, I don't want to get kids until late 20s. Like, don't talk to me about kids. It's not happening until late 20s. I'm just saying, bro. Like, But, yeah, I was telling yeah. her this. And she was like, wait, what? Are you serious? I totally feel like a woman should sacrifice her career for a man. And I was like, mm, what? That's, That's your crazy. perspective. Anyways. And like, she understands where I'm coming from. I understand where she's coming from. It's, it's, you know, we're two different people, whatever, two different cultures and things like that. Yeah. But what's interesting is I was having kind of the same conversation with this guy. And he was telling me how he personally feels like he would never be comfortable to ask his wife to give up her career. Yeah. He's seen how his older sister mm-hmm. has worked so hard for her own career like spent all this time and like and he was like it would be a shame that she would get married because she's now married it would be a shame for her now husband to ask her to give that all up and he would personally feel some type of way because he's seen how she's worked so hard and he's like i would never feel comfortable to ask my wife to do that Mm -hmm. he believes in like
like you know the men providing all these things basically the way he feels about this whole gender thing like gender roles in marriage is that i want to be in a position where my wife can have the choice whether or not she wants to work yeah that's how he feels about it which i thought was really interesting Mm -hmm. he's like if you want to work go ahead i can't like i'm not going to stop you like i'm not here to like dictate dictate your life Mm -hmm. you know i'm your partner Mm -hmm. but i want to be in a position where it's that's your own choice mm-hmm. and i was just like hmm, interesting yeah but i think it was very interesting to see kind of the dynamic of like because the girl that was telling me this is the only child mm-hmm. and then the guy that was telling me this he has a lot of sisters he has two sisters mm-hmm. and he has two other brothers that's interesting you think that like the girl and then, the only child would not be willing to stop yeah i thought it was very interesting and also he lived with his mom like like her his mom is not a single mom but they came to Canada all together, but then his dad stayed there. Okay. So he grew up with, like, three women and mm-hmm. their one older sister, a mother living in the house, and then another younger sister, and then one older brother, and then one younger brother, mm-hmm. right? So, like, they kind of grew up in that dynamic. And the same way that he's, like, I grew up around sisters, so I feel like that affected the way that I think about, like, gender roles in marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I would never feel like comfortable to expect my wife to be the only one to take care of the house to clean to cook to do this to that mm-hmm. you know it's so weird to me when i see guys who literally have only women in their lives but they're still yeah like yeah sometimes i feel like it's not even the woman's fault because like at first you think oh um maybe the women haven't really like done enough discipline it up but sometimes it's just these guys are just literal trash and they just need to grow up and they need to act figure stuff out do you think it's generational i feel like it is i feel like it's some type of thing in them i feel like if let's say the guy grows up around uncles that kind of don't do anything around the house and they kind of like bust around their wife and things like that that might be i feel like that might be generational like i've heard about this thing i think you were the one who told me trauma is actually encoded in your dna yeah and i feel like the same way that quote-unquote trauma is encoded in your DNA would be kind of the same way that it's, it's these types of things are encoded in your DNA. Yeah, there's literally like when if let's say you were a drug addict when you before and you got clean yeah. and you have a child, that child is more likely to be a drug addict, a drug addict as well. Yeah. Or if, if you were using drugs while... It's basically the same thing as using drugs while you were having a child. Mm-hmm. Not, to, not to the extreme thing where the child can be stillborn if you do do that stuff. The chances of that happening are high. high. And th- and that's really interesting too when you're talking about like them growing around um, men who are lazy because I feel like maybe it's the opposite effect type of thing like reverse psychology uh-huh. or if you see th- if you see the bad example in front of you you won't want to be it but if let's say let's say you're the only guy in an all girl family you have no frame of reference because you're not a girl and you're also the only guy in your immediate range yeah so you're gonna go to your friends to see give you a mold of what a guy is supposed to be mm-hmm. and if you are all girl growing up you guys are all gonna make mistakes and you think that's the right thing to do and so you grow up later you're like oh actually i've been effing up since i was freaking 15 i didn't even know like this is so interesting yeah and it's really crazy because like if let's say like perfect example if you grow up with a dad who's alcoholic and you're a guy and your dad is freaking doing all this nonsense causing your mom harm you're gonna not want to be like your dad and that's and, and that's like the similar thing like, let's say if you're a girl but that's funny mom, because i i watched like a Iyanla fix my oh she's so i freaking. love that one Woman. Oh like my you gosh. don't understand. Not First of all, my watch. Yes, I love that word. First of all, she is so cool. Like I, when I get older, I want to be her, and I would be your like Iyanla Van Van Zan. Iyanla Van Zan. The way mm. she said. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I watch a lot of Iyanla 
fixed my life. It's funny because a lot of the guests will be like, when they have like parental issues, will be like, I don't want to be with like my parents, but I've realized that I've become them. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm. and she's always like, it's because that's what you've had around your life. And that's what you've been taught. And not only that, there's some people that have not been around their parents. And they have those traits. Yes. That, that, that are absent. I it's literally crazy. feel like it's, it's ingrained in your DNA. It is in your DNA. And people and don't I feel realize. Like, like, it's, if like, you don't, it's like if you had diabetes in your line, it's going to come down to you. Yeah. And I feel like if people don't deal with that trauma, yeah. especially like emotional, spiritual, mental trauma, once they, before they have kids, it's going to affect your kids in such a, this is why it scares me so much. Mm. I said this in my last podcast. It literally scares me so much when I see people talk about wanting to have a family and kids and things like that, but they don't have self-esteem they don't love themselves mm-hmm. like what are you gonna teach but, your child it's so unfair i feel like it's it is unfair for like older generations or maybe people who are older than us like five six old years older than us now we're everyone's starting to kind of have like you know when the flowers blooming uh-huh. like everyone's just starting to open up to the idea of dealing with mental health everyone's getting open to the idea of loving yourself or who you are not wanting to change it or being so conformed to society all these different things people are just starting to get used to that uh-huh. and I feel like we're at a point where like we're seeing the mistakes from far and we're already starting to fix them from now but like also we're blaming people who are already that far ahead who are just starting where we were before Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah because I feel like people know I feel like some people don't no but I feel like in a general sense like people know about like mental health issues people know about anxiety and depression like I feel like they know because they've lived it I've seen people literally being depressed but then when their child is showing these same signs of depression anxiety like these types of things you're gonna what are you talking about like you have everything that you need da 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 especially in black families it's or the 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 whole especially if your family is religious we're gonna oh it's a demon we're gonna cast it out and oil you up and stuff that's and i'm just like what people need to realize i'm like bro you're the one like you're depressed too yeah you're like what you have ptsd too yeah and you're gonna tell me that you're not gonna talk I saw this video. I was so mad. In the video that I saw on Twitter, basically this girl, she puts her phone and then she comes to her mom. She tells her like, oh, your boyfriend came to my room last time when you guys came back. And then she was just like, she, her mom was already pressed as soon as she said that. She was just like, yeah, he came and he touched me. And then she was just like, what do you mean he touched you? Then she's screaming, she's screaming. And she's getting mad at her child saying, are you always walking around in those booty shorts? Now you want to steal my boyfriend? I'm like, why the hell is it the first thing that you think about when your child comes to you and tells you that she has been literally assaulted by the men that you bring around your child which you literally cared for nine months and pushed out why is it the first thing that you think my child is now trying to take my man why i'm just like you guys know about these things but you choose to ignore it and the thing is a lot of the times the same people that react like that have been abused themselves well, obviously there's no why would you react like that if you and they have not dealt with it yeah and that's ignorance why. and experience it's not just one you, the both of them have to work together for you to react like that ever in your life no sympathy, no nothing. Yeah. It's just frankly like my like complete dismissal. Like I feel like all African parents to some degree, I don't know about Caribbean parents, but I feel like it's also as well. They all have some crazy underlying shit that they just don't like my mom and me are very similar in the fact that we like we have memory blocks and mm-hmm. a lot of people have this too where like if something really bad happened to you that part of your life is just blocked out like oh i know those ones just like you cannot for the life of you know, I know those ones. where the hell you were what happened for me for me it's, it's like 
for me, some parts of it are blocked, but there's some parts that I can describe to you to the T. Mm-hmm. Like, I can describe to you, like, the day, what I was wearing, like, but then, like, some parts of the same experience are completely wiped out. Yeah, or you have really weird, like, uh, remembering, like, you hear a song, let's say, and it reminds you of something, or you taste a drink and it reminds you of something, but yeah. you can't, for the life, grasp what like, it yeah, is. Yeah, you can't really, like, focus on it, right? And it's just so freaking, it's really frustrating. Like, I'm glad my mom is not freaking insane. She could be way worse than she is. <laughs> Um, no. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, spill, like, a little bit of what she told me, but basically, when my brother, after my brother was born, like, maybe one, one or two years, she was in a camp in Congo, right? And she said that there was, this is around the time when, um, Kagame, he's the, he was, he's still president now, but he was basically a dictator, and he was telling other one, these people in Congo to come back to Rwanda, right? My mom was, my mom and my dad, like, they were in the camp, my dad went to go find a job, because they were literally, like, they were, they were, had no food. They were like, okay, my dad's like, I'm gonna look for a job. So he left her and my brother my aunt comes to visit my mom and they're talking whatever then my mom goes to use the bathroom in the middle of the night right my, my dad hasn't come back by the way so my mom's kind of freaking out but she's still kind of like keeping calm she goes to use the bathroom in the middle of the night right and you know how it's like a latrine so it's like just a hole in the ground and it's mm-hmm. like a little like a locker <laughs> locker there we go yeah so she goes in there she closes the door literally before she even like squats down a bullet Right Are there. you serious? And like people were shooting, like you know, stray bullets. People were just shooting in the middle of the night. Oh my god! And you know what's freaking crazy too? She didn't make a sound. She, I, like my, I know my mom's like, yo, you have to get used to like freaking gunshots, cause like the whole, the whole like um genocide, like it happened over a period of four months. Uh-huh. But the aftermath was still a lot of killings, a lot of people just being displaced. Uh-huh. So she was in Congo because of displacement, right? But like she just like she just used to like hearing a lot of chaos all the time. Uh huh. She told me that story, and I'm literally thinking like. You're telling me that you know what's funny too. She told me she described me like you know when like uh, they are two yeah. and you freaking see the light yeah. coming through. She uh-huh. saw the light coming through after the bullet came. She saw a stream of light. Uh-huh. Just imagine that could have been in her face. I, w- I if if that happened to her, I would not be here. We would not be doing this podcast, my G. What the hell? That's freaking crazy. And she told me that she's she like, oh, she told me that, that, that. And you know what I hate? Because my parents have told me like some really crazy shit yeah, too. Every parent but they, has that. They always tell you in the most like nonchalant way, and I'm just like, do you realize how messed up that I is? I know it's funny. She's. I'm just like, are you okay? Did yeah. you seek therapy after this? Yeah, and it's so funny because she's like, but life has to keep going. I'm just like, life what? has to just keep rolling because she has a freaking son. She has her her sister in literally. You know what happened too? Oh they were God. going. The rebels were going to every single freaking little tent except for my mom's. They were going to be like, uh, "Are you Randy's? Let's go." Like they were just picking people out, like picking and 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 you know what's crazy? Like if they just don't like you or if they just feel like it, they can kill around the spot. Yeah. And that's that's what was going on. So my mom freaking like she 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 keeps her mouth shut, walks out, goes back to see my mom and my 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 no my brother and my aunt. They literally like my mom is not sleeping. Like she just don't sleep. Like she's just there holding my mom, holding my brother and my aunt. And they just didn't sleep the whole night until the next day my dad came back and. Anyway, if y'all want to hear the whole story, you have to ask my mom. But that's just a little snippet of what happened. And I'm just here thinking, all right, my nigga. All right. My, my brother's one years old. He's hearing gunshots. <laughs> okay. He sees, you know, when a mother is distressed, the baby is distressed. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the kid is sleeping. It doesn't matter. The kid knows when the mom is not doing well. Yeah. So, and my mom already has an issue with sleeping at night. And she always wants to know where we are. And like, ever since she told me that story, I understand why she's so paranoid about just everything yeah like it's just there's so many things that like 
that happens in parents' lives or just lives of people around you, if you guys don't go through it and you guys don't like really and going back to relationships if you're with a partner and you don't go through these like through these traumatic things that happen to you if you can even remember them because she told me that literally that whole few years that they were like basically on the run she doesn't remember half of it <gasps> like she only remembers a few things she remembers a few people and it's when you go when you just have all of those things going on and you just don't deal with it that's a perfect recipe for you to just not be complete as a person bro it's just i'm just shook i'm yo i'm i'm, I'm trying people ask your parents if you're refugees especially if you're immigrant yeah they're gonna tell you some shit ask your parents what did you ever go through anything how many times have my like i remember one time my dad and i know that they don't even tell me like the full story they They don't tell me like a just slight part of it yeah i remember one time because my dad used to to be a a police officer in it and like in it it's like it's very dangerous especially if you work in the in the law field or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, not the law field but you work in the security and he was saying how like one day he's like getting ready to to go to work and then these people literally had him at gunpoint like he, they just ran up on they him? just ran up on him like because at the time i guess there was just like a lot of just disturbance going on he mm-hmm. didn't really give me de- details but he was just saying how he was living with his sister and he had his police uniform hang like on like a wall or something mm-hmm. and so people just like i think it was two men that pulled up on him at gunpoint and it was not just the regular smuggler guns like the small guns you see no it was just like some next level worst shit Taps a gun, yeah. They pulled up on him, taking he's getting ready, and he's just like, and I'm pretty sure at the time I was not even born, my guy. Mm-hmm. This guy was just like, damn. Oh yeah, you're the oldest, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he was like on his knees or something. They made him go on his knees. They're screaming at him, da 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 da, and he didn't really give details again. And there's all I remember is him saying like, yeah, they pulled up at gunpoint, whatever, screaming, and then they turned around, they saw the police uniform, mm-hmm. and then they were just like. Oh, fuck so they're probably thinking because they obviously you know you come to a house you know that there's multiple people living there yeah so they were probably thinking that the other person that was living in the house was a police officer and they they left and my mom was telling me a story how she was living with her brothers and her sisters i think two or three of her sisters and then there was like one or two of her brothers Mm -hmm. and tell me how everyone in the neighborhood knew that there were some people that planned to come to to this house that they were living in kill the brothers and rape my mom and the other girls that were living there like everyone knew but like obviously they're not gonna tell her because they don't want to get killed too so they were kind of giving them like hints like yo maybe you guys should move you know this is not a good environment for why you guys why the house specifically you know why i don't know like you know they tell me these stories but they don't, don't give me details hmm. i think it, she was living there for her studies or something because my mom my mom comes from a very poor village in Haiti, mm-hmm. and i think it was in port prince which mm-hmm. is like the capital of Haiti. yeah yeah they were tr- they were trying to pull up and just kill the brothers, rape them, and just leave them there. And I was just like, what the flip? Mm-hmm. And the night that that was supposed to happen, mm-hmm. the police pulled up out of the blue. Oh, okay. And so that didn't happen, and they caught the guys that, that were going to do that. So I guess they heard about it. I don't know exactly why they pulled up. I was just like, and she was telling me this as if it was completely normal. Yeah, like, it's and like, I'm oh, I went like, to the park yesterday. Yeah, like, they're telling me, oh, yeah, I just tried this new drink at, at Starbucks. Like, as if it's just that one and, of those stories. And the thing is, my mom, like, she does know that that's not normal. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm remembering this, and it's really crazy that how that happened to me. I'm like, and then they go like, damn, and they just keep on doing what they're doing. And I'm just like, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> why? <laughs> like Wednesday morning, like Sunday afternoon, we just went to church. 
Like, what is happening? Why you just come out and tell? Okay. I'm okay. just like, whoa. It was crazy. When my mom told me this story, I was shooketh. Yo, if someone looks at me weird on the bus, I'm tight all day. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they tell me how, you know, there's some oh point God. in time where they would go to school. They're, like, they could, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they would go to school and things like that. Gunshots up yeah, and down. Yeah, pa, pa, pa. yeah. And they tell you as if it's the most normal thing anybody could experience yeah my mom told me how basically she was about to finish high school before last year of graduating literally like people she she went to a dormitory school right uh, right mm-hmm. literally in the middle of the night just one day they just hear gunshots imagine like just like the freaking chaos and the freaking confusion yeah right they had to literally run all the girls it was an all girls school they just had to literally start running like mm-hmm. in in the forest just start running they were running for a few days or two like like, I don't even think they had food on them. They just had to start running because, like, I, I and I think even one of her teachers, like, warned them, but, he, like, they didn't make it with them. And it's just... Wow. It's just really freaking crazy. She, she told me this, like, when I went to Kingsway, like, my boarding school, because I went to boarding high school. Yeah, they'll, they'll always tell you things out of the blue, and I'm just like, wait, what? So you want me to still go here? I feel like sometimes we forget that our parents had lives before us. Yes, we do. And I realize how boring my life is. Yes, it is. <laughs> not to boring. say that not to say that their life is like even amazing, the way my mom and just... my dad met is kind of cool. Man, like just anyway, black love, man. <laughs> we kind of like. Woo. But that was an interesting conversation. Oh no, yeah, guys. Also, once again, challenging you: if you're immigrants, ask your mom or dad what the hell happened. Because I thought my mom just was like, "Oh, let's just go to Canada." Like just yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know it was a whole it was a whole situation. So you can learn a lot, and also you can also like kind of see like where their habits come from because mm-hmm. like the whole thing about my mom she's just always wondering where i am like obviously your parents have to know where you are but like she's a little bit like extra like she's a little extra sometimes and though just the way that she sees things and the way that she like comprehends things and the way that i'm also learning from her how i deal with things is not exactly 100 percent the most healthy but at least i know mm-hmm. and at least now i know where to start from and where to work from so yeah and also if you're not an immigrant Stop making fun of immigrants, cause I feel like <laughs> no, cause the way that people shit on immigrants, you constantly, can't, you can't be a not an immigrant and make fun of immigrants. Only immigrants make yeah, fun of immigrants. Literally, yo, <laughs> literally, yo, you can't. You actually cannot. If one day some shit would happen, I would feel more safe being beside the guy that comes from the country of war mm-hmm. than beside the girl that's been like I don't know the crazy shit that happened to her. Is that Starbucks since thirteen? Like literally, <laughs> and it's no, no shame, but it's just like that's. Yeah. Just what that, that's just tea that's just tea yeah sis. literally <laughs> like, yeah period yeah. so stop shitting on immigrants and if you're an immigrant learn from your parents because it's some yeah. crazy shit yeah and everything that your parents say whether immigrant or not is not complete bs half the time half of the time just understand where they're coming from and then you understand what they mean yes because communication and intention are never ever like they're never equal <laughs> anyways guys thank you guys for listening listening this was yeah. ears to the ground oh yeah this is sandra talking i'm gonna stop talking now though <laughs> anyways bye guys